Welcome to the Travel Therapy Mentor Podcast, your number one source for travel therapy information and education, hosted by travel physical therapist duo Jared and Whitney. Join us every other week on Facebook Live to learn about a new travel therapy topic or listen to the replay right here on our podcast. If you're new to travel therapy and ready to get started, contact us to get connected with the travel therapy recruiters and companies we recommend by visiting TravelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters. If you're ready to remove the guesswork and jumpstart your travel therapy career, let us teach you step-by-step everything you need to know to get started and to be financially successful as a traveler by enrolling in our comprehensive travel therapy course titled Becoming a Financially Successful Travel Therapist. You can visit TravelTherapyMentor.com course and use the discount code TRAVEL to save $150 on our course. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com course and the discount code is TRAVEL. And if you're looking for the best way to get your CEUs online as a traveler who's always on the go, you can use our discount code to get the best rate on an annual MedBridge subscription, which is where we get all of our online CEUs. Use code FIFTHWHEELPT, that's F-I-F-T-H-W-H-E-E-L-P-T, for the discount, all one word. And last, if you're interested in getting started with credit card hacking to take advantage of free or low-cost travel like we do, check out our top credit card recommendations for travelers at TravelTherapyMentor.com credit. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com credit. All right, and now on to this week's episode. Aloha from Hawaii. Welcome to another Travel Therapy Mentor video. Tonight we're going to be giving a kind of a recap on our trip to Hawaii, how it's all gone. We've been here about a week now and we want to talk about, you know, the process of getting here. Overall things went pretty smoothly, but there were some things that we didn't really expect. Um, but overall Hawaii has been amazing. So we're really excited. Um, Whitney's going to introduce us and I'm going to get this video shared in a couple different groups. All right. Hey guys, thanks for joining. As Jared mentioned, we're just going to give a quick update on how everything went with our move to Hawaii. We thought some of you guys might be interested in knowing more about um, that process and, you know, whether it went smoothly or not. Um, and just give you some updates. That way you guys can, you know, have some things to think about in case you decide to come to Hawaii yourself. Um, whether you're traveling for fun over the next several months or whether you're planning on taking a contract. So as Jared said, he's going to share our video in our um, travel therapy groups just in case anyone wants to tune in live. Um, if anybody is watching live, we'd love if you'd say hello in the comments. If you're watching later on the replay, you can just let us know that too, that you watched in the replay. And I know a lot of you guys will listen later on our podcast. So thank you for those of you guys that will listen during the podcast. Um, so as we alluded to, we are in Hawaii. We're on the big island. We're in Kona, which is on the um, west coast of the big island. And it's been amazing so far. Luckily, everything went really smoothly as far as our trip here. So we'll you know, give you a little more details. Um, the biggest thing was our um, when we made our last video right before we left for Hawaii, the biggest thing we still had to worry about was getting our COVID test all done. And that was actually a little more confusing than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it ended up being pretty stressful because they required a PCR test, which I think we talked about last time. And that's fine. We've done a bunch of COVID tests now. Uh, we've never done a PCR test. Um, and only certain places had them. But one issue we ran into is we had to fly out on Sunday of a holiday weekend. And you have to get the test 72 hours. Um, it can't be any more than 72 hours before you leave. So we had to wait until Thursday to get it. And then they told us, so we had to go like uh, noon on Thursday. And they told us it would be two to three business days to get the results. 
Well, that was terrible for us because we fly out on Sunday. So we were very nervous that we wouldn't get the results and we'd have to like wait at the airport or you know something crazy would happen. But it actually turned out to be okay. Um, basically, the results were way quicker than they said. We got them by like Friday afternoon. Everything was fine. But for a little while there, we were kind of nervous. Yeah. So for those of you guys that might be traveling to Hawaii in the coming months, again, they could change the regulations. I think they're leaning towards um, hopefully by the end of the summer or early fall changing it to where any vaccinated person from the mainland wouldn't have to be tested. But right now, anybody traveling from the mainland or elsewhere has to be tested before coming here. If you go on the Hawaii website, it's a little confusing because it says you have to have an NAAT test, which is a nucleic acid amplification test. And I had to do some further research to determine that a PCR is a type of nucleic acid amplification test. So PCR was okay. And then they, they have a list of trusted um, providers. So you can't just go get a test anywhere. Luckily, some of the really common ones like Walgreens and CVS and um, some other healthcare um, facilities across the country are on their approved list, but you definitely want to check that list to make sure it's approved. Uh, we're from Virginia. We were in Virginia as we were traveling, so getting ready to travel. So we ended up going through Walgreens and um, I did call to confirm with Walgreens that their PCR test would pass and that was an approved one. So we ended up getting the Walgreens drive-through PCR test in case anybody else is having that question. I had to ask a couple of other travelers to be like, which one did you get and was it approved? Um, some other travelers told me they actually did one where they mail it into you. Like we were traveling on American Airlines and if you go to American Airlines website, they have a program set up where you can order a test to be sent to you. However, that test, I think it was like 120 or $130 to get the testing kit sent to you. Um, whereas with Walgreens, uh, to our knowledge, it was free. They may have charged our insurance, but we didn't pay anything up front. Yep. Uh, and then one other thing, when we got here, um, they asked us a bunch of questions. Well, so actually the way it worked, we had three flights. Um, we flew from our home airport to Charlotte, our Charlotte from the Charlotte airport to Honolulu, and then Honolulu to the Big Island. Honolulu was very lenient. Uh, it's one thing we learned in this whole process is that each island in Hawaii is handling things differently in terms of COVID. So Honolulu, it was no big deal. They just checked that we had the test already, went straight through, no problem. Well, then the, the flight from Honolulu to the Big Island, they were much more strict. And we got off the flight there, we had to go back through a security check. And there, um, they asked us questions and then they requested that we have a rapid test done at the airport. Um, so that's something we weren't expecting. So we had the PCR test 72 hours before we left, and then an additional test once we arrived on the Big Island. We were super concerned about that because we had heard that some people, even if they got tested, they might be selected to have further testing done. And we were afraid they were going to make us quarantine while we awaited the results. But for whatever reason, we arrived um, in the Hilo airport on the Big Island. They said, we're just gonna test you, and then if it's positive, we'll call you within 20, 40, 48 hours, and you know, then they would probably make you quarantine, but if, if it's negative, you just won't hear from us, and they, they just let us go. They didn't make us quarantine, so I was like, well, that's really nice. Yeah, and luckily, both tests were negative. Uh, basically, they said, like, if you don't hear anything, then it's negative. If, if we call you, then it's positive. Um, so we didn't hear anything, so that's great, uh, but we were while we were in line, there was a bunch of people ahead of us, and we heard a bunch of people that they told they had to quarantine for 10 days, and we were like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Hopefully this does not happen. We were super worried because I would have to, I was supposed to be at work within like three days of us arriving here. Now, of course, if that had happened, I think there's, it's possible I could have gotten a work waiver, but luckily we didn't have to go down that route. The other thing I wanted to say about um, as far as traveling to Hawaii, they do have a special website that you have to use to upload your test results. It's called like the Hawaii Travel Safe website. Make sure that if you're flying to Hawaii, whether it's for a contractor or for fun, you have to upload your results 
to that website and then it generates a QR code that says that you're approved. It does like a scan of your PDF file. Um, so you actually have to download the PDF that you received from Walgreens or the testing center, upload that file and it does like a smart AI scan, I guess, that says approved or not approved. And if it's approved, they give you this QR code and that's what you have to show at the airport. If you don't have the QR code, my understanding is you would still have to quarantine while they like uh, tested your test results to see if they were approved or not. So make sure to use that travel safe website, do your QR code. One other weird thing, so we did the QR code and you have to enter like a trip. So we entered our trip from Charlotte to Honolulu and we were like, great, we'll be in Hawaii at that point, that's our trip but we had a second trip from Honolulu to Hilo to the airport on the big island. And it turns out we were supposed to enter that as a separate trip. And so we had to end up doing that while like standing at the counter with the lady in Hilo. She was like, oh, you have to have another trip and another QR code. Luckily she didn't make us like get out of line. She just let us do it really quick on our phones. So make sure that you have service or have Wi-Fi access and can use your phone to make these changes and have all of your QR codes for all segments of your Hawaii trip. Yeah, so all in all, it was, uh, it was a little stressful and uh, we were definitely worried. It turned out fine. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're coming to Hawaii, make sure that you um, cross all your T's and dot all your I's because, uh, and even if you do, like even if you do the research and everything, you still run into issues. Like we thought we had everything figured out and we still ran into issues. So um, it's kind of kind of to be expected right now, it seems. I think a lot of people in line with us were also running into problems. Yeah, and again, all of this could change by the end of the summer. They may be changing their regulations, so make sure to stay up to date for whenever your trip is um, and thoroughly research it because in our experience, the websites for the Hawaii government are not too user-friendly. I had to check multiple resources to be able to find the right information. Um, now, that was as far as our COVID test goes. So as far as our flight goes, we had about a 10 hour flight from the east coast of the US to Hawaii. And one thing that we found interesting is we figured for these long types of flights, I mean, that's, that's pretty much as long as going to Europe or Asia or something. It's longer than going to Europe. We figured there would be meals included, but we had found out when we flew back from Mexico, even with a longer flight, because of COVID, they're restricting the amount of meal and beverage service they do. So that was kind of a surprise. We barely just got a snack on our 10 hour flight. So plan ahead for that. If you have any long flights coming up to Hawaii or elsewhere, because of COVID, the airlines are restricting their food and beverage service. So you might want to grab some food before getting on the airplane. Yeah, that was really weird. Um, we had a flight a couple years ago from the East Coast to Scotland, and that was maybe six hours. And on that flight, we had two meals. So for 10 hours to have one, one like beverage service and a snack was Kind of strange um so it's good to go if you're going to take a flight that long to go into it knowing that you probably should bring stuff with you because uh, otherwise you might be hungry or thirsty yeah and as far as the flight goes um they are requiring masks in all the airports and on the flights you are allowed to remove your mask briefly to eat or drink but after that you're required to put it back on even if you're resting or sleeping so that's kind of the regulation right now if you have not flown um, speaking of masks, so a lot of you guys might be wondering what are the current regulations in Hawaii because each um, state is different. So Hawaii just recently lifted their mask mandate for outdoor activities, but for indoor activities, they still have a mask mandate for all people regardless of vaccination status. Yeah, and this is way more strict than what we're used to in Virginia. Like 
uh, Virginia really never had any uh, mask mandate for outside. It was only indoors, you know, social distancing, masks indoors. And basically that's what Hawaii is now that they've loosened restrictions. So um, yeah, you don't have to wear masks outdoors anymore. Um, but indoors still required everywhere. Yeah, even at the gym. Um, so for example, in Virginia, we were used to at the gym, you had to wear it kind of like at a restaurant, like when you walk in and when you're close to other people, but like how at a restaurant, you can take it off when you're at your table and eating. In Virginia, at uh, the gym, if you're exercising, you don't have to be wearing it while you're actively exercising. However, in Hawaii, you do. So that's been a little bit of an adjustment for us to go to the gym and exercise with the masks on, but we're following all the rules. Um, even though we've had our vaccine and we had our negative COVID test, that's currently the regulation in place. Again, we're really hoping they might loosen up on those rules you know, later this summer, but we'll just stay tuned and see um, what the governor decides for Hawaii. I know they're being pretty strict in Hawaii because they really wanna control um, their cases. You know, these hospitals here are relatively rural, relatively small. They definitely can't be getting overwhelmed with cases. So. Yeah, but also on that note, um, I heard on the radio the other day, I, I never really paid much attention to what was going on with COVID in Hawaii itself, um, but their their death numbers and case numbers were really small throughout the pandemic. So they did a really good job controlling it and it might've been because of the more, the more strict regulations. Yeah, because I mean, pretty much everyone who enters the island has to be tested. And of course there can be false negatives. So there still could be some people squeezing by that are positive for COVID that just tested negative but for the most part with all this testing and a lot of people getting the vaccine it seems like they're controlling it really well so that's good as far as feeling safe being here yep um, so the next thing our car rental so we flew we purposely flew into Hilo even though we're working in Kona and it's about a two-hour drive from one side of the island to the other um, the reason we flew into Hilo is because that's where we were renting the car so we made arrangements up front with um, he's a private individual that rents cars to healthcare professionals. Um, we told him when we'd be there, he said he'd pick us, pick us up at the airport. That turned out perfect. Uh, it couldn't have been any better. So he came and got us, drove us to his house, we dropped him off and then we took the car from there and everything went really smoothly with that. Uh, the car's great. Um, you know, price is a little high right now, but compared to other options, it is very reasonable. We're really lucky that we got connected with him via word of mouth from another travel PT that's here. So I highly encourage you guys, if you're going to be traveling to Hawaii anytime soon um, to work, let us know and we can connect you with this guy or somebody else that we've heard of or ask around because there are a lot of things that aren't listed. Like he just goes off word of mouth. You're not gonna find it in your Google searches. You may also find some connections that way, even if you're just traveling for um, for vacation. Of course, this guy is mainly for long-term rentals, so we don't necessarily have that connection, but ask around, ask your friends, ask Facebook, go in the travel therapy groups because you might be able to find things that you're not finding online. If you go through the car rental agencies or even through Turo right now, which for those of you guys who may not know, Turo is like Airbnb, but for cars where you rent a car from a private individual, but they do have to go through the platform, so they have fees through the platform. Even those prices are really jacked up right now and there's a big shortage. So definitely try to ask around and crowdsource a little because getting a rental car right now in Hawaii, period, is super difficult. Yeah, and even used cars are here are very scarce. And we've only been here for one week and we've heard from three separate people. One was the guy that rented us the car, but two other people that uh, people are, are buying up all the cars here, all the used cars and renting them out on Toro because they can make a lot of money. So there's a basically there's a lot of scarcity for cars but people are trying to fill that by buying used cars and renting them out on Toro. So, uh, you know, over time, if the supply and demand stays in balance, that'll gradually even out. 
but um, but right now it's very hard to get rental cars. Yeah, so that's tough. So even if you're traveling for vacation, that's something you're going to have to look into in advance is your rental car. Um, real quick, if any of you guys are tuning in live, we'd love if you'd say hello. I see Lisa's on. Hi, Dana. Hi, Christine. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Katie. Hi, Morgan. Hey, Noel. Yeah, if you guys, do you have any questions about Hawaii in general? Uh, we've done, we've tried to be as active as possible since we've been here, and it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've done a lot of cool things. Um, so, any questions you have, let us know. Yeah, and let us know if you're planning on traveling to Hawaii anytime soon for vacation or a contract, or if you're just sort of researching for the future. We'd love to hear. Um, this was something that was on our mind for years before we ever ended up here. So that could be the way for you if you're a travel therapist. It might be a couple of years down the road, and maybe by then all this stuff will have changed as far as COVID goes. But hopefully, we can give you some insights. Yep. So the next thing we want to talk about is housing. So we got here. Uh, we're in our short-term rental right now. Um, it's perfect for us. It, it really is awesome. It's only about a little over 10 minute drive to Whitney's work. It's a little less than 10 minutes to the gym, probably about 10 minutes to the beach. Um, grocery stores are close by. We're a little bit higher elevation, so it's kind of cooler at night, which is wonderful. Um, down by the beach, honestly, I couldn't imagine living down by the beach without AC. And that's what we learned on the island here is electricity costs are very high. So very few people have AC because it uses a lot of electricity. So most of these houses, they're very, very nice houses. They still don't have AC. They don't have any duct work or anything because um, people don't pay for that. So um, it would be tough, I think for me at least, I get very hot, especially at night, to live down by the ocean. And so living up here has been uh, been really good. Yeah, it's been a little bit of an adjustment uh, for us. We can actually hear the birds and all kinds of noises right now because the windows are open all the time with the screens. Um, but we are fortunate that we're up at an elevation of about 1,200 feet. So in Kona, where we're living, um, the main town uh, is down by the beach at sea level, and then it goes straight up the hillside. So you'll look up on the hillside on the mountain and you'll see a ton of houses and a ton of buildings up there. So a lot of the buildings and houses are up in higher elevation, which is really good for climate. It's actually kind of cool up here at night. Um, you know, there's been some nights where I was like, oh, I need to like wear an extra pair of socks because I'm a little chilly and Jared's like, it's comfortable, it's fine. Yeah, so for the most part, it's probably low 80s during the day and low 70s at night. Um, it hasn't really gotten below 70 and it hasn't really gotten over like 85. So it's been really good weather. We've had the windows open the whole time we've been here, the whole week. The other thing we learned about the weather is it's interesting, um, it can vary significantly depending on what elevation you're at. So a lot of times it'll be like a little bit rainy up here, but then we'll, we'll drive down 10 minutes toward the sea level and it won't be raining down there. Um, most days we have been here this whole week um, have been pretty overcast and like chance of showers. And they said it's pretty typical in the summer to have a chance of showers just about every day, but it's not like it's raining constantly, it's just a little overcast. Um, but overall the weather's been amazing, we, we definitely can't complain. Yeah, we've taken um, full advantage of the really nice sunny weather down by the beaches. Um, I've been in the ocean probably four times since we've been here, so it's been really awesome. Yeah, but overall our housing situation's great. Um, if you guys didn't see our last video, we were able to find our housing situation on Furnished Finder. We're renting what they call an Ohana, which is like an in-law suite adjacent to our host's home. Um, so they're right you know, next door basically, but we just pretty much see them when we're coming and going. It's really perfect for us. It's a one bedroom. We've got a kitchen and living room, our own bathroom, um, a parking spot. Everything's perfect for us. It's a small kitchenette, but we lived in an RV before, so we're pretty used to 
um, you know, having a small kitchen and making that work. The only negative is we have a really small mini fridge, so it makes it harder to get a lot of groceries like fresh produce and meat and stuff at the store that needs to be refrigerated. We'll have to probably go to the store more often or change the types of meals that we're eating. Yep. Besides that, everything's great here. We really enjoy this place. Um, it's nice being up here, up higher in nature, and um, we hear the birds outside all the time, and um, it's beautiful. We can see the ocean from out, right out the door. It's uh, it's really cool. That's the cool thing about being up at higher elevation too. It's like we're not oceanfront by any means, but because we're up high on the mountain, you can look down and see it. So it's pretty neat. Um, so we got pretty lucky with the housing. Now, as far as um, the next thing would be talking about my job. So um, if you guys didn't hear, I'm working a travel PT contract right now, but Jared is not. Um, although he did get an offer to possibly work part-time at my job, but unfortunately he didn't get the license. So we're currently checking in to find out, um, and I don't know if any of you guys know whether a temporary license might be an option because they're kind of interested in Jared maybe working part-time at my job, but to be continued on that. Um, I saw that Eddie asked about the license, so I'll just do a, a quick brief um, info about that. We talked about that in our last video. My license took nine months to get. It was ridiculous. And a lot of that was, I think, slowdown due to COVID and maybe there was just something that held it up that I probably should have followed up with sooner. Whereas I kind of sat back and waited for them to let me know and they never let me know. And several months went by before I followed up and it was, it was a whole mess. So usually I think your Hawaii license should only take you two to three months. Mine took nine months. Um, so it was a headache. So we're going to look into seeing if Jared might be able to get a temporary license. If not, he's kind of hanging out, working on Travel Therapy Mentor and, um, you know, just enjoying Hawaii while yeah. I go to work. Yeah. And one other thing about Wendy's contract, this is really the perfect contract for her. Um, somebody the other day sent us an email asking about, is it possible to get part-time travel contracts or is it possible to get a travel contract that isn't 40 hours? And yes, it's possible. So this job that she interviewed for was supposed to be full-time, 40 hours a week, normal schedule. Um, but because business stuff takes so much time now, we spend quite a bit of time answering emails, messages, um, keeping up with everything we need to on a day-to-day -day basis. She didn't want to work full-time. So she was able to talk to the manager and negotiate it down to 27 hours a week, so just three nine-hour days. And it's been a laid-back clinic, working part-time, it couldn't be any better. Um, but it would be really nice if I can get a temporary license. They'd still need someone for the extra couple of days. So if I could do two days a week, then that would be wonderful. Yeah, so to be continued on that. But so far, I'm loving it um, because I'm only part-time. I've only worked two days so far. I started on Wednesday and I worked Wednesday and Friday. Um, the clinic is so laid back. I mean, as you can kind of imagine, like the vibe here in Hawaii is just super chill. Like nobody's really in a hurry. Nobody's upset about things. My coworkers are really nice, really laid back. My manager super laid back. Um, luckily I had experience with the EMR, it's, it's web PT. And so he just kind of was like, um, okay, like get logged in and you know, uh, it's a couple hours before your first patient. So just uh, let me know if you have any questions. And he just sort of let me go with it. And um, if I'd need more training, he would have given it to me, but I didn't. So I just kind of hung out, got, you know, logged in, looked at my schedule, did some chart reviewing, drank some coffee, talked to my coworkers, got a tour. Like it's been really laid back. It's all one-on-one -on -one too. Um, each patient one-on-one -on -one for an hour. All the patients have been super sweet. Um, a lot of locals, some people who moved here, like uh, older retirees from the mainland. Everybody's just been phenomenal. Not to mention the clinic. I can literally see the ocean from the clinic. And then out the other direction of the building, I can see the mountains. It's a beautiful place. So I'm just loving my job and I'm really loving the work-life balance of this Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. 
Um, we're still trying to figure out like how we're going to organize, like maybe exploring some on Tuesdays and Thursdays or doing, you know, a lot of the travel therapy mentor work on the Tuesday and then exploring on the Thursday. So we've got a lot of options and it's been really fun so far. Yeah. And questions we get commonly about starting a new contract is like, you know, how busy is it going to be? And is there a ramp up period and all that kind of stuff? We always tell everyone it highly depends on the place. Like we've had across the board, um, full schedule day one or no patients for a whole week. Like we've had both of those situations. So there's no one size fits all. This contract has been really laid back. Whitney's only had two to four patients per day um, so far. And those are eight or nine hour days. So it's been really awesome. Absolutely. And even like Monday, I think I have four evals for a nine hour day and that's all they have on my schedule for the whole day. Um, and this clinic, it seems like sometimes they'll have cancellations and they'll fill people in that just call in but again, they're all super laid back. It's not stressful. There's no double booking. There's no overlapping. So I'm definitely having plenty of time to get settled into my caseload. I'm not being pushed a lot of patients. Um, it's, it's been really great. Um, now, as far as kind of what we've been doing outside of that, uh, we mentioned that we've been going to the gym. So we have a Planet Fitness membership that we got last year when we did a road trip. Um, so for those of you guys that have been following us for a, lot, a while, you may have remembered last year we got a, a Planet Fitness membership because we took a road trip in a van. And our big reason was we wanted to have access to showers on our cross-country trip. Um, that kind of backfired because back in 2020 uh, for a road trip, a lot of the gyms were closed in different states. And some of them that had the gyms open, the showers were closed. Yeah, and this wasn't just like a normal road trip across the country. Um, you might think, oh, wow, really long distance. This was um, basically all the way around the whole country. So we were gone almost two months, and we drove about 12,000 miles. So it was a very long trip. And we spent about half the nights sleeping in the back of our minivan. So we didn't have, um, it wasn't like a camper van. It was just a minivan with a bed in the back. So that's the reason we got a, a Planet Fitness membership. We're not usually Planet Fitness people. We usually go to more like powerlifting um, style gyms, but we have this annual membership that we've just been carrying over and we haven't even been using it. I think we went once or twice to our home Planet Fitness in Virginia, but then we went to our like regular local gym. So we've just been paying like 25 bucks a month or whatever it is and not using this. So now finally, because they have a Planet Fitness here and it's the most convenient gym, actually it's literally right between work and um, home, so we're gonna be using the Planet Fitness membership. Yeah, we looked at some other options. Planet Fitness is definitely not my first choice, but since we already have the membership, it's free to use. Um, we're, we were gonna keep the membership either way, so it doesn't cost us any extra. Um, we're taking another road trip later this year, so we wanna keep it. And we looked at some other gym options, and they're very expensive. Like, we'll get into that in a minute, but cost of living here is very high. Um, so we looked at some gyms, and one of them I looked at that looked awesome, would have been perfect for us, it was about $129 a month each. So um, I don't know, we're just not gonna do that. So yeah, we'll make so Planet Fitness work. We'll stick with our $25.99 a month membership and it's fine. And if I ever feel like it, I can go and use the black card because what we're doing is I just have a membership with the black card and then Jared can be my guest. So for the both of us, it's $25.99 a month. So even for like the 12 months that we've been paying for it and barely used it, if you add all that up, it's still, like we still come out ahead um, using it here. So it, it'll be good. Um, it's a little bit crowded. We've noticed like all times of day. I'm guessing that not only like local people go there, but probably people that are here on vacation that can use their black card membership at multiple are probably coming there too. So it's a little busy, but again, one major perk, there's a view of the ocean at the Planet Fitness. From almost everywhere here, from the Walmart parking lot, there's a view of the ocean. Like that's the cool part about 
uh, being on these islands is it mostly slopes up the whole way. So almost anywhere you are, if you're not obstructed by other buildings, you can see the ocean because almost no matter where you are, you're high enough to look over everything else down to the ocean. So it's really cool. Yeah, so we can't complain. I can be like walking on the treadmill and look out and see the ocean and the palm tree. So we're happy. Yep. Um, so that's been good. But as yeah, so in terms of, of cost of living, <laughs> um, alluded to, yeah. yeah, housing is very expensive here. We got lucky with this place, it's still pretty, pretty expensive, but um, you know, compared to what we're used to paying, this is probably twice. Yeah, it's double anything we've ever paid before for a contract. So very expensive, but in terms of the other options around here, it was the most reasonable by far. Yeah, we're paying $1,800 a month for a furnished utilities included um, suite. So again, it's enough space for us, but it's certainly not like a full one or two bedroom apartment. Like it's a pretty small suite for $1,800 a month. And in the past, I think the most we ever paid when we rented out um, a basement apartment in Virginia was 900 a month. Yeah. Um, of course, we know people that have rented in like California and places that pay quite a bit, but this is definitely the most expensive for us. Yeah, so the car we got, like I said, that was very reasonable again compared to the other options, but paying $600 a month for a car rental, which is pretty expensive. Like I would imagine it'd probably be about half that if we were renting a car in our, our home area. Um, and then groceries, uh, it's been surprising. It's, it's really, really interesting to look at the cost of things here compared to what we're used to, because some things are very close in price and some things are three or four times as much. And um, you know, a lot of that has to do with what they have to import here and what can be provided here already, but some of it doesn't make sense. So some of it uh, that you would think, obviously it's being imported, it's still about the same price as what we paid back home and other things that I wouldn't think would be as expensive, um, they're very expensive. There's a lizard crawling across our That's wall. A lot. I got really distracted. That's the second time we've seen that guy in here and we don't know where he goes. Hopefully not in our bed at night, but no. they're really fast. So I don't know how we're going to get rid of it. But the ceilings are pretty high. He's only about this big. So we'll just yeah. let live and let live with the lizard. who lives I'll say it's more kitchen. like a, a gecko or something. It's something, but it's currently, he's our house pet now. So sorry, I was a little distracted by that. Groceries. Yeah, um, groceries are expensive. Um, $8 a gallon for milk. $8 for a loaf of bread. We were like, okay, I yeah. guess we just don't drink milk or eat bread anymore. Like those are yeah. things we don't get. We can cut those out. <laughs> um, um, meat's pretty expensive. Uh, but what we found is like from one store to another, it varies drastically and it really depends on what's on sale. Um, some of the sale prices are very reasonable and then some of the regular prices are astronomical. So, um, you know, a lot of the meat that we would normally get back home at the grocery store is probably twice or two or three times what we would normally pay. Uh, especially for things like chicken. Chicken is very expensive. Um, and so we're trying our best to like figure out, to try to navigate like ways to keep from spending so much, but you know, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, um, we pretty much went into this knowing, you know, I'm only working part-time, so I'm not even making a full travel PT paycheck right now. Of course, we do have our business income as well, which helps. But we just went into it knowing like if we break even we're happy it's like an amazing working vacation you know we're not going to make bank on this contract by any means we're not going to save a bunch of money the cost of living is going to be high but it was still a little bit of sticker shock to go to the grocery store and see the prices and like the gas prices it's like over four dollars a gallon um, now one hack we heard is to get a costco membership and that can cut down on your gas prices as well as you know grocery prices um, we haven't decided yet. We we're looking at the cost of the membership. We're only going to be here for eight weeks at this point, seven more. 
we figure we don't have a very big fridge. It's not like we can get a lot of the Costco like bulk stuff anyway for the short amount of time we're going to be here in the small kitchen that we have. So we're not really sure if offsetting, you know, 40 to 50 cents per gallon on gas is going to make a big difference in the mem getting the membership. So we may or no, may not do they that. They probably won't do that. I mean, gas is more expensive for sure. Like $4 a gallon is pretty average or I think we've seen up to 450. Um, but the car we got is small four-cylinder car doesn't use a lot of gas anyway so shouldn't be a huge deal yeah but for those of you guys that might be spending longer here um they do have a costco in kona and just depending on where you are it's possible they have sam's club or some others on the other islands but here they just have costco they have walmart they have um the grocery store safeway um target target and so you can kind of shop around at the sales at the different places. We've kind of popped into like the local grocery store here, which is called the KTA, and just compared prices, different things. Like last night, we stopped at one where the eggs were only two fifty instead of like five dollars. So we were like, oh well, we'll get eggs, even though we didn't get them last time. So just kind of shop around and just know going into it, like you may not come out super ahead financially by coming to Hawaii, but it's about the experience. Yeah, everything considered, I think mine, you know. You guys that have followed us for a while, I, I keep pretty good track of my finances. I think it's probably going to cost me three or four times as much here uh, as my normal life back in Virginia. So significantly more expensive, but it, it's beautiful here. It's amazing. Yeah. So we're, I don't know, it might be worth the cost. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, a lot of you guys may know from following our travels, we're always trying to think of places that we might want to end up long term. Um, you know, we've been doing this travel lifestyle for six years, but eventually we're probably going to want to settle down and be somewhere more stationary, um, you know, have a family and all that. So we're always thinking about where is somewhere that we would love to live. Right now we have a townhouse back home in Virginia, but that may not be our forever home. Um, we, those of you guys that followed us know that we really like Portugal. Portugal's amazing. Um, there's some other places in the U.S. like North Carolina that we've considered, but this is definitely one place that we're, you know, considering. There's a lot of people who really love the lifestyle here, and for them, the lifestyle offsets the cost of living. Obviously, a lot of people want to retire to Hawaii, so, it, you know, we're, we're definitely weighing the pros and cons and seeing if we like the lifestyle here. So far, week one, amazing, still loving it. Um, we've really taken full advantage. I can't tell you how many places we've been and things we've done already in only seven days. We just got here less than seven days ago and I've worked two of those days. We already drove across the island, the, the drive from Hilo to Kona for the rental car. We did a scenic drive and a short hike there. Um, we went, so there's three routes basically across the island and to get from Hilo to Kona, we took the Northern route mm -hmm. um, and that was beautiful. And then yesterday we actually ended up taking the other two routes across the island um, to go to the national park here, the Volcanoes National Park. So we drove straight across over the volcanoes, then we came back on the south route. So we've been all three routes um, in one week from one side of the island to the other. We've pretty much driven the whole island. Yeah, almost. Um, we haven't done part of the like northwest shore yet. A lot of beaches up that way we want to check out. And we really didn't get to see a lot on the south side because we were just kind of driving through and it was getting dark last night. But um, we've already been to a couple of the beaches and um, hiking trails kind of down by the beach and the coast on the Kona side. Um, we've been to the Volcanoes National Park. We've been to a couple restaurants. So we, we are definitely taking full advantage of exploring even on weekdays. Um, so we've really been enjoying it. We can't wait to spend these next seven weeks here. And then after that, we're hoping to spend a couple weeks exploring the other main islands for vacation in August. Yeah, one really cool thing uh, that I didn't really think that much about being here is that there's a lot of beaches and there are not that many people. So 
Uh, like while Whitney's at work, I can go to a lot of these beaches and there's no one there. It's really empty. It's, it's, I don't know if it's a COVID thing. I, I don't know if it's normally way more busy than this, but if this is normal, man, I would, I really like being here. It's really cool just to have a whole beach to yourself or maybe one or two other people and everyone's really friendly and um, it's a really cool place. Yeah, some places have been a little bit busy. Like, okay, we tried to go to the Kona Brewery twice already and the wait was like over an hour both times. That might just be pretty typical, but I feel like tourism is down right now. You know, a lot of people are still not traveling here in droves the way they normally would because of the barriers with the COVID testing and, and whatnot. And I'm sure like, you know, people from other countries aren't having as easy of a time getting into Hawaii. So I'm sure this is like low in terms of their tourism. And yet some places are still really busy but then some places aren't, so I don't yeah. know, pros and cons. But so far, we're absolutely loving it. We can't wait to continue to bring you guys um, information and updates about Hawaii. Stay tuned on our Instagram page. I'm posting a ton of our Hawaii pictures on Instagram, um, and we'll post some on Facebook as well. Yeah, also on Instagram, we're going to have a giveaway coming up pretty soon, um, so stay tuned for that. Yep. Um, we'll take any questions that you guys have about Hawaii or anything. Um, I know there's already a couple of people who have asked questions in the comments. If you guys are watching uh, live or later and you got any value out of this video, we'd love if you'd hit the thumbs up button or the heart button and show us that you enjoyed this video. Um, Dana says, Wagner loved the Portugal shout out. That's awesome. Yeah, Portugal's still at the top of the list. Um, it's, Portugal's an awesome place. Southern Portugal, it's like, like when you're talking about, we, when we travel around, we're thinking about places we could potentially live in the future. And it's kind of got like a lot of the weather and the beaches and stuff like California, like Western United States, but or Southern California specifically, but the cost of living is way lower. So, uh, you know, when you consider everything, especially cost of living and everything, I think Portugal is the, the best place we've ever been. We got another shout out for Portugal from Noel, but shh, guys, don't tell everybody. Um, Noel also says, keep the gecko. He'll eat a lot of the insects you don't want. You know, Noel, I haven't actually seen a lot of insects, knock yeah. on wood. Like, it's weird. We thought we'd see a lot more insects here. Um, I've seen some mosquitoes, but other than that, we really haven't seen a lot of insects. Uh, one thing, speaking of insects and, and things like that, Whitney didn't, well, I guess both of us really didn't understand that much about like the type of animals and plants and things that would be in Hawaii compared to everywhere we've been. And because it's like a remote island chain that was formed by volcanoes, um, there's, there's not many predators here. Um, most of the animals that are here had to somehow get across the ocean. Most of the plants had to somehow get across the ocean to get started here. And so that was a really interesting thing. There's almost no snakes on the island and there's no real predators on the island. So that's a really cool, cool thing to be like hiking, not really have to think about bears or mountain lions or snakes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And in Virginia, we went hiking for Whitney's birthday a couple weeks ago and we saw a rattlesnake on the trail. And that's something we always think about is like, I'm always looking at my feet, but here you, I mean, there's really no snakes. It's really awesome. Yeah, that is a big perk. Um, Mara said, I'm just now joining. How long are you there? So Mara, I'm working here for eight weeks. So all of June through the end of July, and then we'll spend three weeks traveling to the other islands for like the first three weeks of August. Um, Michelle asked about Anytime Fitness. There is not an Anytime Fitness in Kona. I don't know about the other islands, but I think Planet Fitness is more common um, from when I looked it up. For the road trip, we, we looked into Anytime Fitness versus Planet Fitness, and we like Anytime Fitness way better in terms of like their facilities. We've been to both, um, but Planet Fitness was way more prevalent in the places we were going, so that's why we chose Planet Fitness, but, yeah. and, it's, and it's a little bit cheaper, um, but Anytime Fitness is also great. Yeah. 
Let's see, Lisa says, make sure you island hop when you're there. When you're there. Uh, I went to Oahu, Kauai, and Maui on a two-week vacation there in 2014. It was relatively cheap to fly between the islands. I'm not sure if that's the case now, though. Yeah, so our plan right now is when Winnie finishes her contract, we're probably going to spend almost an entire month just traveling around to the other islands. Um, we're very fortunate. We don't have to take back-to-back -back contracts. Um, you know, financially, we're in a very good position that we're able to do that. But yeah, we're gonna try to spend at least a week on each of the other major islands and maybe two weeks uh, if we have time. So yeah. Um, yeah, we're definitely gonna check out the other ones and flights still are very cheap. And we have a ton of Southwest points and Southwest, you can fly from one island to the other for between three and 5,000 points. And we've got like, I think like 150,000. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, flights will be no, no problem. Yeah, it's gonna be really convenient to get from one island to the other using our Southwest points. And it's only like a 45 minute flight from each island. So we're really excited about that. And then I already answered Eddie's question about the license. Let's see if any of you guys have any other questions about Hawaii. Lisa says, no snakes. Yep. Um, all they have is some kind of water snake I read about that's rare. And then this really tiny snake that's more like a worm. So yeah. Other than that, they don't have any snakes. Unless someone brings it onto the island and sneaks it onto the island on the black market. Apparently, over the years, they've run into a couple of like big boa constrictors or something that someone snuck onto the island. Yeah, it's crazy. The way, you know, the island, all the, the the plants and the animals have adapted here to not have many predators. So if you bring something like a an aggressive snake species that spreads quickly here, it would really hurt the, the animal population, especially the birds, because the birds aren't used to snakes. They don't look at them here as predators because there aren't any. Um, so, you know, a snake would have basically free reign on the island, which would be devastating to the population. So they really try to keep snakes out, but people try to sneak them in, which is a, a weird thing. Um, Kelsey says, I just signed on, but have you explored any snorkeling, surfing, or boating while there? Have your travels helped you to develop any different hobbies? So we definitely plan on doing some snorkeling while we're here. Um, we've done snorkeling in a lot of different places, mostly on our international travels. We've, we've done a lot of snorkeling. We've heard that a big um, attraction here, a fun thing to do is snorkeling with manta rays. So we can't wait to do that definitely have that on our list not sure about surfing we did do surfing lessons one time when we were in morocco i found it very difficult um i don't know if jared might be interested in trying yeah i would i would like to do it i mean i always get nervous being out there uh, i think i don't know always thinking about what all's in the ocean makes me nervous but uh, man it's so much fun i really enjoyed it when we went to the lessons so I might try it. If we run a surfboard for a day or something, I would I would definitely do it. But we do have access to boogie boards from our hosts, so Jared definitely wants yeah, to go out I'll and definitely do be boogie, boogie boarding. boarding. But we need to find some more like white sand beaches because a couple of the beaches that we've been to have a lot of um, rock and coral, so it's not so much like the white sand beach where you can just go out and play. Um, although one of them that had a lot of those rocks, people still were boogie boarding and surfing. I guess they just somehow ride the wave in and try to avoid that. Um, so we'll see. I need to get water shoes so I can avoid cutting my feet. Um, now as far as boating, I don't know. We'll see if there's any kind of like excursion where we go out on a boat or if we make friends that have boats, that'd be great. Yep. Um, but we're definitely going to get out and do some um, exploring. We love hiking and, you know, just finding beaches. So definitely going to plan to do some exploring and some outdoor activities. 
Alrighty. Well, if you guys don't have any other questions, we'll wrap up. Thanks for listening. I hope um, this was fun for you guys to hear a little bit about our adventure in Hawaii. We hope to bring you guys all kinds of information and insights about what it's like to be here. I hope that you guys can make it here sooner than later because it's pretty amazing. We're, we're loving it so far. It's definitely a dream contract and this is our sixth year traveling and it's finally kind of come together for us for me to be able to take this dream contract. Yeah. And anyone that's thinking about taking a contract here, just remember that Hawaii is not a place you go to save a lot of money. Like we, we've talked about many times um, in the past, we took a lot of contracts in the beginning to save money. That was our primary concern. Like we didn't want to go to the expensive cities that most travelers want to go to because we wanted to go to the rural places where cost of living is low, we can still get paid well, and we can save a ton. So we did that up front, we invested it, the investments have done very well, and now we're in a position where we don't really need to take contracts for the money. So Hawaii is not a place that you wanna come and like get a really high paying contract. It's almost never gonna work out that way. But it's beautiful, um, definitely somewhere that you should probably check out as a traveler at least once. Yep, absolutely. Um, that's a really good point because in the beginning of our career, if you guys aren't so familiar with our story, we worked back to back to back contracts with our primary objective being financial independence. And that's really paid off over time. After doing that for several years, we've set ourselves up to be able to have these longer breaks between jobs and more flexibility and more of these dream locations. But it totally depends on you and your personal goals and aspirations. There are some people that only plan to travel for a year or two and they just want to get those bucket list locations and then settle into a permanent job and they plan on having a, a more normal permanent working career where they plan to earn their income and do their investments then. So if Hawaii is on your bucket list and you want to get it done early, try to get that Hawaii license started as soon as possible and go ahead and get it checked off your bucket list. But for us, it was more of a save and work hard in the beginning so that we could take these cool contracts and have these cool adventures later. But totally depends on your um, personal goals and all that. Yep, so if you guys have any questions about Hawaii or anything else travel related, feel free to leave it in the comments. We'll come back and check it later. Um, if you have any ideas for future video topics, let us know. Probably the next video we'll do is in, uh, probably in two weeks, we'll probably do another job market update. Um, get more data from all the companies and present that to you guys. Um, but if you have any other ideas or you know topics you want us to cover, let us know. Yep. If you have any questions, you can send us a message on social media or um, via our website. You can contact us. If you guys are interested in getting connected with any travel therapy recruiters, you can do that on our website at Recruiter Recommendations. Um, and just let us know if you have any questions. We're happy to help. Yep. And one more time, if you're interested in Hawaii, follow our Instagram at Travel Therapy Mentor. We'll have tons of pictures on there, and that's where we do giveaways usually. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.